Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins, America. really getting lost in all of this don't say gay bill stuff is not the fact that gay never comes up in the bill. I think that's been talked over quite a bit. I think everybody knows that who's trying to pay attention at all. Do you see the Ron Perlman video? The uh, I can't remember what he's in. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. If you, if you don't know who Ron Perlman is, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He did a video recently about the don't say gay bill and the First Amendment. How well we can say whatever we want. <laughs> The guy's clearly in a bubble, and so there are people in that bubble who don't have any idea what that bill actually says. They're just believing what the most leftist media in the world is feeding into their ears. But most people, I think, are at least aware that that is a bill aimed to stop sexualization from being taught to kindergartners through third graders. I have, as as I've said before on this show, am not an advocate for teaching sex in school at all. Uh, there are people who would disagree with me on the right side of the aisle who, who say, no, there actually is a place for sex ed. I just think, send it home. And the argument against it is, well, what if people aren't getting, being taught at home? I, at this point, would rather people learn that stuff from their peers than from our institutions. That's how little I trust our institutions. But I digress. What's really getting lost at the thesis of this whole thing and welcome to Wiggins America, by the way. <laughs> it took me a while to get there. The thesis of this whole thing is that y- you got a lot of kids out there, whether they're kindergartners, third graders, or above, who have just no... It's like they're just swirling. They're being thrown into the deep end of the pool, and they don't know how to swim, and they don't know which way is up. And it is so sad 
My wife had a conversation. She's a teacher. She had a conversation with an educator who uh, I think was maybe her teacher when she was in school and a really good teacher. And she's tried to stay in touch with him because he's really, really good. And, you know, she'll bounce ideas off of him every now and then. But he's very, very, very leftist. And she knew that when she was in school, too. Um, she, I would, I would say she was apolitical at the time. But she knew he was pretty far left. Well, he's got kids now who are in, I don't know what grade you are when you're 10, 12 years old, right around in there, who are struggling with gender identity. And you can tell he's way far left. And she, this is coming through her. He's way far left. But he can see that his kid is really struggling to figure out gender identity and that she didn't really need to. Actually, I don't even know if it's a she because this person refers to their child as they. So the teacher doesn't really know what to do about his kid knows that this is a problem, knows that this is an unnecessary problem, that there's no reason for his kid to be going through this, yet doesn't want to break the the, the woke rules, so won't say anything to his own kid, really, to help the kid. Now, he'll, he'll just sort of repeat the talking points that he's been told is helping. Meanwhile, there are people doing this all over our country now, and they're so lost. Lest we forget, and you may not like that I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know how Jesus always taught in parables? He taught things that were like, well, you got to kind of decipher them. He taught them such that we had to figure them out a little bit. We had to put some thought into them. With this issue, though, with hurting children, he was so freaking blunt. He said, if any of you would hurt a child, it is going to be better for you in eternity to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown into the bottom of the ocean than what's going to happen to you if you hurt one of these little ones. That is right to the point. And that is where my heart is just hurting over this whole debate because it's happening right in front of our eyes across the whole country. And nobody's willing to say, this is wrong. This is so wrong. This is Wiggins America. How's that for a wake up? Hello and welcome to your weekend. We've got a great show ahead. We're talking about energy prices next with Scott Angel. He's the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana, among many other titles. And we're going to talk to the whole cast in next hour. This hour, we're going to talk to Old Roy. Trisha, next hour, full cast next hour. This is Wiggins America. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. America, before I was uh, talking to you about this interview that we're going to do right now with Scott Angel, I was saying that I would give you my prediction for what energy prices, what gas prices in particular are going to do, and then Scott will t- uh, smack me down and tell me that I'm wrong, and he'll tell you what the real story is. But Scott Angel is here, so I'll tell you first, and then Scott, you can tell me. I believe, just based on what I've seen happen so far with the war, with the Biden administration, that we've hit kind of a, a flat point right now that gas prices are going to stay roughly in this zone. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I think, you know, where we are right now is we have a supply issue. This is an unforced era. We have vilified American production so much uh, that we have ceded our superiority in the energy world uh, to foreign countries, countries that don't share our values. And quite frankly, Ryan, uh, do not have the same climate and environmental advantages to American production. And so you're absolutely right. It ought to be a concern for everybody. There's a lot of pain at the pump. Uh, America is more than 1.5 million barrels a day off of our peak oil production in December 2019. And look, we all understand there's an energy transition and, and, and that we're going to be more and more different kind of alternative renewable fuels coming into, into the portfolio. I get it. Folks get that. But, you know, energy transition, transition presupposes that it's a period where we phase in. And this kind of just, you know, outlandish, not planned effort just to kind of wipe a particular uh, source of energy off of our portfolio without having the next one ready up is foolish. And we've had six recessions from 1973 to 2019, Ryan. Six recessions in this country from 1973 to 2019. And the only thing that we know about each one of those recessions is that each one of them were preceded by a spike in energy prices. As goes America's access to affordable energy, so goes our economic performance. It's not debatable. Yeah, and that is frightening for where we're at right now, considering where prices are. Scott Angel is on the phone with us. He is the longest-serving director of the U.S. Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement. He's the founder of USA Energy Workers, and he's the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana, among many other titles. So, Scott, um, is this related to COVID? Let, Let me put it this way. If Trump were president right now, would we still be having some energy problems, or are they entirely related to what Biden has been doing? You know, I don't, I don't know if I've done a deep enough analysis on that, but what I can say is, is rather than focusing on the blame, I, I want to focus on the solution. And what I believe uh, is that we have gone through a period where we have vilified the American producer. And look, I, I firmly believe that we ought to celebrate and elevate our military we ought to celebrate and elevate our first responders, our school teachers, our firemen, our police officers, our doctors and our nurses, 
absolutely we ought to we ought to celebrate and elevate those folks. What we've done the last two years while we celebrate and elevate those folks, we've been vilifying USA energy workers, and now it's showing up. So there's a lot of blame to go around, okay? This, we ought to be focusing on the solution, and the solution is to look inward, inward in America and say, you know what? The last time we had this major problem was in 1973 when we had the, the Arab oil embargo that sent us into a recession, forced all kind of drastic actions. And we looked inward and we said, never again, never again. We are going to be a company or a, a country that is going to solve our own energy prices, our own energy needs. And we did. We went out and we set out and USA energy workers from California to Colorado to New Mexico to Texas, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Louisiana went to work and we responded. And it's amazing that where we are today through this vilification, and if you, if you just stop and think of industries, we haven't vilified an industry in America this much since we did so from the days of prohibition. And so because we have a supply problem, it's an unforced error. And if we just would begin to send a signal, okay, and not just talk, but actually do things, give you an idea. And again, don't take my words for it. This is all pretty, pretty public information. Mm-hmm. In November of 2021, several months ago, the person that the White House selected and nominated to be the comptroller of the currency. Now, the comptroller of the currency is a high-ranking position within the Department of Treasury that has jurisdiction over the nation's banking system, the most sophisticated banking system on the planet. Her quote was that we needed to bankrupt oil and gas companies. Okay, that was her quote. Don't take my word for it. It was a New York Post. They have a video as part of it as well. So we've gone from November of 2021, where we were appointing people who wanted who are nominating people. Now, fortunately, she withdrew her nomination, but she didn't withdraw her nomination because of that. It was because of other issues. Mm -hmm. And the White House didn't withdraw her nomination. They were fine with like, yeah, we're going to double down. We're going with this person. So when you send those, when you have those kind of people that you're recruiting who have those kind of policy positions, it's very, very scary to folks who, who are being asked on one hand to say, well, we need American production to go up. Well, that's just talk. Let's, let's start doing things like, for instance, you know, when we take a look at energy production, Ryan, and we take a look at the different provinces, you, you listeners would need to know that the Gulf of Mexico production has the lowest carbon intensity production in America and the second lowest on the planet. So in the name of improving the environment, this administration has said, no, we don't want to have offshore leasing. We don't want to have offshore leasing. Okay. And in the name of the environment, that's what they did. But the facts don't show that. In fact, from the Obama-Biden administration report in 2016, if to the contrary, they issued a report that said that in the absence of a lease sale, we would actually cause greenhouse gas emissions to go up because we would have to get oil sourced from foreign sources that often have higher greenhouse gas emissions. Bingo, there it is. That was the way it was in 2016. Well, the signs didn't change. The politics did. And at the end of the day now, we've gone from, oh, no, and if you recall, about last August, the White House started working the phones. And there's, again, public information on this. I'm not making this up. But it went from, oh, no, saying we're not going to have leasing on public lands and public waters. 
And then we they went to OPEC from so we went from oh no to OPEC. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then soon thereafter the price increased again. And where I'm from, they would say we went from oh no to OPEC to oh shoot. But the shoot is spelled a little differently, okay? And you and this is a family show, so we're gonna be appropriate here. But it is really, really unfortunate that this is all a supply side problem. We have the capability, we have the workers here. And for us, I mean, really, after the, the Ukraine invasion, right, and started having significant issues there with energy sources, the White House goes to Venezuela? Mm-hmm. Venezuela, instead of going to, to Texas and Louisiana and, and Colorado and New Mexico, they went to Venezuela, a place there's murderous administration, and they've said to Venezuela, we need y'all to give us more. Now, granted, we're saying no to folks in Odessa, in Midland, and in Abbeville, and New Orleans, and Houston, but we're saying yes to Venezuela when your listeners need to know that Venezuela has the highest carbon intensity production per barrel on the planet. So why, in the name of the environment, why are we going to Venezuela when all we got to do is have policies, not just words. We can't just be all hat and no cattle, right? When you lead, you got to have a little bit more than we want oil companies to produce more. Well, start taking actions that reflect that. And one of those actions would be is to restart lease sales on public lands and public waters, making those properties available. Anyway, I know that was a, a filibuster answer, but the listeners of America need to know that the production in America is much more environmentally and climate advantage than it is from foreign sources. To the degree that we begin to transition to different fuels, great, no problem. But while you got to have it, you might as well get it where it's the best for the, for the climate, and that's right here in America. So it's very, very unfortunate. We're, we're missing high. We're, shoot, we're aiming high, and we're missing wide. Scott, you, so we got about a minute left, and I, you, you hit on a number of things there that I wanted to ask about. But, but chief among them, and you gave us credit for being a family show, so I'll, I'll keep this very, very clean when I ask this. Why are we, I should say, why is this administration and generally people who are climate conscious so heck bent there's the clean part on um keeping oil down you know it's it's like they want to elevate green energy and that's fine i don't know that anybody's really opposed to that especially if it's through the private market or through the free market but why do they also then in the meantime vilify what we're currently using you know it's a it's a really unfortunate thing and and when when you 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 you, one of the things that you can help maybe maybe help me answer and, and your listeners can maybe help help us answer. So here recently, to add to what you just said, which is an incredible question, and I'm glad you asked it. So here recently, we know about 40% of the natural gas that is supplied to Europe comes from Russia. Now, we all know what's going on in Ukraine and people in, in Europe are saying, you know what, this is crazy and this is BS. We need to get off of the fact that we are going to get natural gas from Russia. And we never want to put ourselves in this position again. And they're seeing babies being killed and hospitals being bombed and schools being bombed. And they are making a decision, to me, a very smart decision that says, you know what? We don't want to ever, ever, ever be tied to 40% of our natural gas 
coming from that type of country or that type of regime. So what ends up happening, there's kind of this announcement that well, what we're going to do is we're going to start doubling down, tripling down, if you would, of taking natural gas as in America, that there's a process that you liquefy it, put it on a ship, you ship it over and you regasify it called LNG. So we got all this natural gas. We often refer to as the, 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 the Saudi Arabia of natural gas because we got so much of it in America. The Gulf of Mexico in particular is loaded with natural gas. So we have these opportunities to, to ship LNG over there and get these folks who are our friends off of relying on Russia. In the meantime, to make your point, I've read so many articles that some folks who are very left wing are coming out and saying, no, 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 we we don't want to do that. That's not good. It's not good that we do that. We shouldn't do that. It's okay for for them to get to get 40 percent of it from Russia, but not to get it from America when they you got to. So so it, 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 it adds to your concern that it is heck bent. It is absolutely heck bent. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to say no to USA production, but we're going to go to Venezuela. It makes no sense. Yeah. 74% of the oil that we import into the United States of America, hear me, my friend, 74% of the oil that we import into America has a higher carbon intensity rate than production from the Gulf of Mexico. But the public policy of America right now is to say no to Gulf of Mexico and to say yes to Venezuela. I, you know, you, it's just, it's, it's hard to fathom. And, you know, they got an old saying down the bayou over here. Uh, fool, fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, we got a lot of folks paying attention right now. And, and we've been talking about it. And certainly when you look at the pain at the pump, and not only the pain at the pump, when I was on your uh, your show on February the 7th, I last was on your show on February the 7th. That's, you know, less than 60 days ago. You know, the folks in Missouri uh, right now are paying 379 The average price per gallon is 379 When I was on your show on February 7th, it was only it was three eleven. Three eleven yeah. was high. Yes. Three eleven was high. And I was at three seventy nine. And you know what's funny and, about and, that, Scott, is that at that moment I remember talking to you and you saying, Hey, everybody who's listening to you right now, get ready because it's going it's up. Coming. And that was before we even knew about Ukraine and everything, but it was all going up and you were right about uh, not just paint at the pump, but about your, you, your home ut- you, utilities going up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. the paint at the pump, right? We go to the pump once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe once a, once every two weeks. So you kind of see that incremental. You know, the utility bill only comes in once a month. And I, I predicted there would be a shock that was coming. It, it, it showed up. I, I saw. I predicted that there would be senior citizens who would have to make a choice between paying for prescription drugs and the utility bills. I saw an article recently where that that's happened, and, and, and it, it's foolish because yeah. it's an unforced error. While we have to have it, why don't we get it from the most environmentally advantaged place on the planet, and that is American production, where we got USA energy workers from the Permian to the Gulf of Mexico to the Balkan to the Utica to the Marcellus, really, really ready to, to go to work. And again, USA energy workers, uh, you know, they just the salt of the earth. Uh, they, 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 know, they know the role that they play. And right now, I think America's starting to recognize that, you know, we need some energy workers and we ought to level them up a little bit. I like the old cliche. If you can read, 
thank a teacher. I think that's very, very appropriate. I love yeah. our school teachers. Scott, you know what? Think- a lot of this stuff's been going We We got to get to a break here, but a lot of this stuff's been going on in the background for a long time, and I think you're right. America is waking up to a lot of these things that have been issues but now have come to the forefront, and everybody's going, oh, wait, this is why this is happening? Scott Angel is the longest-serving director of U.S. Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement, founder of USA Energy, and he was the former lieutenant governor of Louisiana. Let's stay in touch, Scott, because I love when you come on the show. Thank you so much. Good talking to you, my friend, and keep up the great work up and down the Mississippi River corridor over there in the great city of St. Louis. All right. Thanks, Scott. We'll be right back. More Wiggins America on the way. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Recognize this song? Uh, it is Pink Floyd, I'm assuming. It is Pink Floyd. Do you know is it yet? I've heard it. I can't. It's the it's the only song you've ever played on guitar that I recognized. Oh, it's the end of the song, though. Okay. It's not this part. It's the ding 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 ding. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get to it because it kind of takes a while to get there, but. That's great. It's got right around the corner. Should we just hang out? Yeah. Just stick it out. Let it play. Stick it out. Let it play. Showing off your skills a little bit because this part's a cool. What what do you call this? Not flamenco guitar, but you can play this classical guitar. Yeah. 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 This is the live version. Doesn't sound quite as good. Yep. You know what's funny about this album is that there's, it's the wall. There's so little actual guitar work on it. There's this, there's in the flesh. It opens with like a big guitar mm-hmm. boom. There's like uh, run like hell on a couple songs, but there's not a lot as far as a guitar band goes. Yeah. There's a lot really of slow not synth and stuff. Yeah, this, and yeah. it's a, it's basically a rock opera. You know, it's telling a story. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's rock in it, but it's there's just a couple guitar lines really to play. There's not that much. <clears throat> if you're not, I learned this one to impress my, my wife before she was my wife. Oh yeah, she was a Pink Floyd fan, so that's why I, I didn't it. know that. Yeah, uh, I'll have to talk to your wife. Your your wife and I have a lot in common apparently because she loves sci-fi and Pink Floyd. That and is correct. Yeah. That's me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Wiggins America. We took a long time to get there, but Old Roy is in studio, and um, I, I wanted to open with. Uh, did you hear about Will Smith? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you? Oh, okay. Because I didn't know. It's one of those things that 
it's really only really deep news junkies have heard about it. So I didn't know if you had heard. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, it it was popping up everywhere. Like I'm just kidding. Imagine. I'm uh, kidding because that is like the most pervasive news story of the last two years. I'm I've been surprised at the response that there's an awful lot of people who I would have thought would have been defending it. Defending Will Smith? Yeah. Really? Are like no, that there's that's not acceptable. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised that I haven't seen more of that. Is that what you're saying? We're saying the same thing. No, I have seen it. You have seen people defending Will Smith. No, 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 no. You, okay. Okay. We're all <laughs> start over. I I have seen people not defending him, and okay. I thought they would have been. Yeah. So we're saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I am. I have too. I, yeah. I thought you'd see a lot of people going. Well, Chris Rock was being insensitive. Right. There's really not. <laughs> I mean, of all the things, I expected you to say. No, I haven't seen that because the, the joke is that who in the world, I mean, literally, if you have a phone, oh yeah, every single person in the world, and I don't mean the United States in this instance, because a lot of times we say world and we're talking about the U.S. Yeah. I mean the actual globe. <laughs> if you have a phone, you have seen that clip probably multiple times. It, it's amazing how, how much, I made this point earlier this week, and I'll make it once again, that that one minute piece of TV has probably been watched more than all of the movies at the Oscars combined. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, so here's my crazy conspiracy theory. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, for that very reason, they, they, the ratings, if you look at the charts, oh, the it's ratings, terrible. It was the second lowest ever. Yeah. Still. I thought. When I first saw it, the first thing came into my mind because I'm always assuming conspiracy. No, I'm with you. I know where you're going with this. Is that it was it was planned mm-hmm. or that it was it was staged or something because yep. it was just too much in line with his character in Muhammad the movie Ali. that he won. No, yeah. no. Or oh yeah, yeah. In the uh, you're talking about the the tennis one. Yeah, the, the king something. Serena and yeah. Venus. <laughs> my point proven that I don't even know the name yeah. of the picture. So it's just too much in line with what his character, and he even said when he won, you know, that was his speech, prepared speech was that, you know, this guy that I portrayed, you know, fiercely defended his family. That's like, come on, really? I'm waiting for the butt. Are you are you turning this now? I have, uh, there's no butt. I just think you it's still think it was staged. Crap. I think that just doesn't make any sense. I had this argument with another friend of mine this week. Yeah. Who is a very, very rational person, unlike you. Correct. And he said the same thing. He said, I think this whole thing was staged. And I said, I would definitely not put it past the Oscars to stage it, some of the people involved to stage it, because Chris Rock's getting ready to do a big tour. I mean, that's that happens anyway. It's not as if, oh my gosh, Chris Rock's getting ready to do a tour. He must have staged this. On the heels of an event... That's a good time to start a tour because you just got some notoriety, regardless of the slap. But he, so he was going to do that anyway. But why would Will Smith and Jada Smith do that? They come out looking like idiots. Well, she she's okay because she's you know she's the one who has the the disorder, whatever it is. But I don't, I you know, no press is bad press in that know. world. I don't know. I think, yeah, you may be you know, right. You could say the same thing about the the Super Bowl Janet Jackson thing. So why would you do that? 
you know? Yes, except that Janet Jackson, I don't know that she was at the top of her game at that moment. And so now, 20 years later, we're still talking about it. So, yeah, no press is bad press. But Will Smith is getting Oscar-worthy roles already. What does he have to gain? Who knows? The Those people are so self-absorbed that you you can never tell what what would be driving them to do anything but i what really what what made me question it more than what will smith did was chris rock's reaction i thought he would have had a better joke ready if it was if staged, staged. cuz he didn't have it was just i don't i mean i don't blame him for not having well, no, something he, ready but he handled it incredible yeah, yeah. Under the circ, even if it say it say it okay, it's a legitimate thing. It really happened, spontaneous. His reaction was extremely controlled and mature and responsible. Mm-hmm. But I think in any other situation, you're on national television and some guy walks up and slaps you in the. Fa- I mean, if you get punched, that's one thing, but to get slapped, that that's really embarrassing. Yeah, for plus for it was such a B slap. Yeah, without saying the word. Right. I mean, it was like rearing back like a 1970s dolomite or something. You know. Yeah. Like whack. It was. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a punch. It was weird. It's weird. Uh, I I I do think it was real because um, just just because of the reasons that I just said. Oscars have a lot to gain. Chris Rock has a lot to gain. I just don't think Will Smith has a lot to gain. I will give you this though. That in that world, there could have been a plan where he was Will Smith was supposed to do something that was just sort of outlandish, but not that far. And maybe like in the moment, took it a little too far, and then went, "Uh oh, now I gotta, now I gotta recover." You know, yeah. like maybe th- there was a plan to stage it, and the plan didn't go well. Yeah, I could see that happening. If I'm gonna go down that road, that's where I could see maybe that happening, but. I just don't think it turned out well for the Smiths. No, I don't think it turned out well for anybody. Well, Chris Rock's going to benefit from it. He will, yeah, that's true. And the Oscars are going to benefit from it. So if the, if if I it was, it. I don't think people are going to be like, "Oh man, next year I'm tuning in because no, I want to see who." But gets it hit. made them relevant again, you know. I mean, it made for the next, like you, you mentioned, Janet Jackson. This is one of those that we're going to be talking about probably twenty years from now. Nobody's really going to care anymore. But in 20 years, everybody's going to remember the slap. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things because it's so pervasive. But let me ask you this before we, you know, get too far past our time here. Can you tell really quick that story that you told me the other day when we were just hanging out and having lunch or whatever um, about your, is it your relative's cousin or something that is a Secret Service agent or is a military member and has been at the white house a lot oh yeah over and what what's the time period here this okay is, this so is, yeah go ahead this it's actually my a, a friend of my brother's okay who had kids in school the same time his were um over in st louis they're all grown now but the, he he bumped into an old friend and she was talking about her son who was in the Marines, and he was stationed at the White House for the past, he's been there for the past six years. So he was there all through Trump, Mm -hmm. and 
going into um, the Biden administration, he completed his time with the Marines and and left and went into private contracting, and he stayed at the White House. Mm-hmm. So he um, he was telling his mom, who then told my brother, um, the difference in the atmosphere in the Trump administration. He said Trump and Pence and Melania and everybody never missed an opportunity to stop and shake somebody's hand. Just and, acknowledge them. And say hi, yeah. hey, what's going on? And since the the Biden administration has come in, it's like they are treated horribly, hmm. just either ignored or looked just, down their nose at or just or just treated badly. I mean, huh. just like you're irrelevant or, you know, you you know, get out of my way. Kind of just really terrible. Like you're here to serve me yes. and therefore you don't matter. Right. It's I, I asked you that because I I heard the same thing, but on the other end of the the administration. So your your nephew or whoever it was was on kind of the the middle to last part of the Trump administration, or the maybe the whole Trump administration through the Bidens. That's what it sounded like. The yeah. person that I know was a Secret Service agent from Obama into Trump, hmm. and he didn't really have any interaction with Obama. I guess he, it, it depends on which person you're you know guarding yeah which which detail you get um but he said he got assigned to and i'm not going to say who this is because you're not ever supposed to say that but he got assigned to protect hillary when she was running because you know they give them the details when they're about you know the major candidates they get secret service protection Mm -hmm. and so he didn't have any interaction with trump during the campaign so he didn't know much about him but he said hillary Compared, to, I guess he maybe he did serve on Obama's enough that he said that the Obamas treated him fairly well, but that Hillary treated him like garbage, like and all of them just like absolute garbage. And then when he was serving for Trump, same thing as you just said to your nephew, um, that he was it was great. He was a really really nice guy. And friend I, of my nephews. Sorry, friend. I keep saying friend yeah. of your nephews. Um, and I want to come back to the subject. We're going to run out of time here, but. We're going to have the full cast in next hour, and I want to ask a question about that topic. I want to talk about whether those things matter to you when you vote or not, and then maybe even flipping, turning the tables and saying, well, what if this was your guy, and you heard that story that Roy just told, and it made your guy or girl look bad. Would that matter to you in your vote? We'll talk about that next hour. Wiggins America will be right back. Hey, real quick before we get to the top of the hour here, I've been watching this play out this week, as you probably have, these several gaffes that Biden has made that you assume they're gaffes. I don't know if he's actually intending to say them because you don't really know what he ever intends. And it's very different from when Trump would do it because it was like Trump kind of was pulling the puppet strings and seeing what stuck. You know, he'd throw out something about Colin Kaepernick, and then if the media ran with it, he'd say, oh, yeah. I meant to do that. And then he'd run with it. He, he would kind of play the game. Biden's not doing that. Biden doesn't seem like he even has the cognitive capability to do that. And I don't know why we don't talk about that more. It's like it's hush hush, but everybody in the world knows it. Everybody in the world knows it. Might be why there's a war happening right now. But he says these things like, you know, we might use chemical weapons or hinting at it. Um, And I don't think it's strategic. Or he says that we might have uh, troops in Ukraine 
or that we need to take Putin out. These three sentences in particular are getting a lot of attention this week. And Biden then in press conferences goes back and says, well, I didn't say that while holding a note sheet that somebody typed up for him of how to walk back those things that he said. And to other reporters, so to Peter Ducey, he says, I didn't say that. To other reporters, he says, here's what I meant. He can't even get his own talking points right in one press conference, which makes me believe that he doesn't know what he's doing, as you know. So I, I just want to mention that, not because of all the things that you've already seen about this, but I wanted to mention that I don't like the way the press is ratcheting this up. So let me explain. When Trump was in office, if he would say anything that was a little out of line, and like I said, I think he knew what he was doing when he would do it. He would throw these little these little lures out and see if the fish bit anything. And if it did, then he would go with it. And if it didn't, well, then he it would just be a cast line that didn't catch anything. So the media would then grab onto some things that he may not have even fully intended to be things, but then he would run with them. But they would spin it to where he was insane all the time. I don't like the fact that our own media tried to do that to the previous president and basically ratchet up conflict internally and externally because they didn't like him. Now, I'll say this. I don't really like that the press is doing that right now to Biden, although they're very different criticisms. You following me? So I I don't like the fact that there might be motivation by the press to ratchet those things up into more international conflict when maybe if they hadn't have said anything, it would have gone away. That's my point. And I don't think it was fair when, when they did it to Trump. I don't think in this instance it's fair when they're doing it to Biden, although Biden isn't in control of what he's saying. And that's what I think mainly people, people with good motives are saying, I'm concerned that he might say something that might actually start World War III. People with bad motives seem to be using his gaffes to ratchet up the conflict to maybe start World War III. That's my point. And I don't know who's who. I don't know who's doing it with good motives and saying, look, we need to protect the interests of the United States here. And the guy doesn't know what he's doing and who's not, who's ratcheting it up for ratings. I'm looking at you, Fox. You probably have people on both sides. Wiggins, America. News with an audience. All right, if you missed it and you want to know what gas prices are going to do or heating and energy for your home, because it's all related, go back and listen to the podcast, 971talk.com. Also, you can listen on the Odyssey app and rewind at any time. Coming up in the next hour, though, stick around. We're going to talk to Trisha Siegman, one of our favorite I don't even want to call her a guest. She's a regular. Trisha, Olroy, everybody in studio. Next hour, we're going to talk about colleges, the way enrollment is going, maybe where you should be sending your kids so that they can get jobs and not be indoctrinated. That's next. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Ah. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.